the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Hello and welcome. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Avadia Blumenthal and I am 11 years old. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I'll be speaking to Melissa Dupria. Did I get it? That's right, yes. Yay. And I'll also have Dovi Krangle in studio with me. Did I get it right also? Yeah. Yay. And Melissa is from World Wildlife Fund South Africa. Also on the show, I will have the Chai Kids riddle to challenge your thinking. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest, if you want to answer the riddle, or if you just want to say hi. The SMS number is 34519, and that is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can also call in on 10 You can also WhatsApp me on 062-148-2374. And please sign your name. Get ready for such an interesting show on Chai Kids today. So stay tuned. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Avadia Blumenthal. I am 11 years old. We are starting a cool new feature on the Chai Kids show where we will be bringing in one of our special listeners to find a bit more about you. Like today, we have Dovi Kringle with us. If you want to be our next special guest, you can send an email to matt at chaifm.com. That's M-A-T-T at C-H-A-R-F-M dot C-O-M. And now, are you ready for the riddle? Here it is. What kind of tree can you carry in your hand? If you know the answer, SMS it to 34519 or WhatsApp it to 062-148-2374. And please sign your name and you could win the prize from Kid & Co. But remember... You have to give others a chance to win. So if you've won on High FM in the last 90 days, you can still enter the riddle, but you will not be able to win the prize. Today, I have Melissa Dupria from the World Wildlife Fund, South Africa. It's the Worldwide Fund for Nature, what? South Africa. It was renamed a few years ago. So wait, World Wide Fund for World Nature. World Fund for Nature. I can get it, <laughs> nearly. And I also have Dovi Kringle in studio with me. So if you have any questions, send them to 34519 or to 062-148-2374. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Thanks for coming. How are you? Fine. You good, thanks. I'm good. I'm great. It's a little bit toasty outside, but uh, nice and cool in here. Yeah. Okay. What is world... Wild, okay, I can't say it. WWF. WWF. Can I say that? Yes. Okay, what is WWF? So we are a part of a global network of over 100 countries. Um, yes. We're wow. A, yeah, founded in early 1960s. Um, we have almost 5 million supporters globally. And we focus on getting people to live in harmony with nature. So understanding what we have in common with nature, how it affects us, the world around us. And I think a lot of people don't understand that everything that happens around us impacts our lives. So, you know, we waste water or we, you know, chuck out a whole bunch of trash and think that's the end of it, but it actually has this knock-on effect. And 
that's kind of why we see water water shortages, sorry, and our landfills getting so so full and our oceans becoming overfished. Yeah, and also like if you just throw out trash, animals can eat it and choke and tar. Or if you recycle it, or it'd be better. You know what I'm saying? Yes, recycling is definitely a fantastic choice. Yeah, um, everybody should be doing it, and it's a lot easier than everybody thinks. Um, it's also very good in creating that awareness around your own impact on the world around you and being a part of this breathing, living organism that is Earth. Okay. Is WWF a non-governmental organization? Yes, we are. We are, non, we are not affiliated with any governments or any other sort of corporate entity. We do have partnerships. Most of our work... Uh, works through partnerships with either government or businesses, but that is just basically to help companies learn how to operate in a more sustainable and lasting way that is more friendly to the planet. Oh, what is a picture of your logo? It is Chichi the Panda. Um, Chichi? Yes. Is Chichi. that its name? Chichi, yes, was a female panda. Uh, when WWF was first started, she was kind of the emblem. She was the reason for us coming into being. Obviously, in the past 50-odd 50, 50 years, we've expanded beyond that. But she was the sort of mascot of oh. WWF. And she's just kind of stuck. And she represents you know, conservation and preservation. So did you save the, her and the pandas? Well, she, I think she might have passed on already, but she, sure. I mean, this was in the 1960s already, so. How long does a panda live? I'm not sure. I actually don't know. That's a great question. Okay, back on to my other question. Um, wait, I just saw it. Uh, whatever. What is your motto? Our tagline, so to speak, our goal is um, working to get people to live in harmony with nature. So that encapsulates everything. So every project we have, every program, everything we try is to create that, that space between people and nature so that, you know, one doesn't exist without the other. Dovi, do you have any questions? No. Okay. Are you enjoying the show? Yeah. So if you have any questions... Don't be afraid to ask. Okay. Okay. Why did you decide to work at WWF? I wanted to study some sort of conservation when I was, a, when I was younger. And uh, my father said, you know, you write really well. Why don't you study journalism? So I studied journalism, a very sensible career choice. And I did that for a few years and just... Never kind of lost that that love for WWF. So I actually applied for a job at WWF years ago. And I left journalism, started working for an organization called Lawyers for Human Rights. And I worked there for about three years. And just kind of out of the blue, I got a call from WWF to come in for an interview from a CV I had sent, you know, years previously. And obviously I came in for the interview and I just had to do the job. So what is your job? I am a communications officer. 
what does a communications <laughs> officer do? It sounds really fancy, but it's not. It's, oh. <laughs> it's, I, well, I suppose it is in a way. You know, it's kind of my job to explain our work in a way that is understandable and where the people can relate to it. So I take our really heavy scientific work, our very well-researched work, and kind of explain it in a way that people understand how it ties to them and their day-to-day life. We have a, a, a question, and it said, what is the story of Cha-Cha? Chi-Chi. Uh, Chi-Chi. Yeah, sorry. Chi-Chi Cha-Cha. Chi-Chi Cha-Cha. Um, she was, well, pandas were becoming more and more endangered, and a group of people came together and decided, you know what, we need to start doing something. Kind of like we uh, has happened with rhinos. You know, they become more and more endangered and somebody has to do something. And it's kind of how it's... She kind of became the the shell of what WWF was. So she was a cuddly little panda. She's cuddly. Don't hug a panda. Yeah. But but we don't have them here. They're in China. China. (laughs) (laughs) um, So we have another question. I said, how did the WWF start? Um, um, like I said before, it was the early 60s, a very revolutionary time um, who, around the world. Who started it and why? I'd have to come back to that. Oh. I, I'm actually I'm drawing a blank now. My brain is frozen. That's fine. I'll come back to it. Okay, let's move on. Do you enjoy working at WWF? Yes, I think everybody loves working there. It's It's the dream. That's a great thing. And how many people work there? In South Africa, we have around 150 people. The head office is in Cape Town, and here in Johannesburg, we have our satellite office. So the rest of my team is far away. How long have rhinos been endangered for? (sighs) Long time. Um, I would say that around 2008... It started becoming critical, and you know, conservation has been focused on growing that number because you know poaching is a it's a really terrible thing and quite quite yeah. stressful. Nice question, and we have another really nice message in, and it says, "Well done to the WWF team. Pandas were taken off the endangered list earlier this year. Good job. Thank you." That's well, that's more for my very capable colleagues. But so you. Still well, I work for them, so I'm very proud to be associated with yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, did you have to study to work at WWF or do a course? or? I studied journalism. Um, I have an honours in that. So um, kind of just got into the NGO non-governmental space and learnt while doing and that's the great thing about where I work now is that our team is so helpful and knowledgeable that working there is actually really easy and really fun. So it's more on the job learning. But if you were to be a conservationist, you would have to study something in the sciences. Oh, um, wait, I had a question and I went blank on it. This always happens. So annoying. Okay. Do you have any funny stories that you'd like to share? Um, I don't know that it's 
funny, but it's or something that just moved me. Um, my goal with WWF has always been to touch a rhino. And I told my dad as well, you know, I'm good. This is what I'm going to do. This is my goal. Once I've done that, then I can live a happy, stress-free <laughs> life and it's fine. And I actually got to touch a black rhino. Was it scary? No, it, it was part of a, a capture operation. So what we do with our black rhino project is create spaces of land where black rhino can breed and hopefully grow the population. I mean, since 2003, when we started the project, we've managed to grow the rhino population in KwaZulu-Natal by over 20%. We've had over 70 calves born in our project sites. So it's really exciting. And I managed to tag along on one of the captures where you take a run out of an at-risk area and you take it to one of the safe areas. So it was darted and docile and the ground team allowed me to come up and just stroke, stroke it. it. Isn't there Rhino Day coming up? On Friday, yes. World Rhino Day. Will you tell us a little bit about Rhino Day? World Rhino Day was started in 2010 by this WWF South Africa you know, organization. And the next year, it was taken international. So now every year, we mark World Rhino Day, 22nd September. Oh, wow. Tovi, would you like to touch a rhino? Uh, yeah, but I would be a bit scared. Yeah, I would also be. We have so many messages coming in. So they said, do you ever get to play with animals? Um, does my dog count? <laughs> um, I think it would be great to go and play with the rhinos. Um, black rhinos are quite notorious for being a little bit aggressive. Wouldn't so, they eat you? No, they're vegetarian. Oh, <laughs> so they they wouldn't. They, I mean, they would attack me, but they wouldn't eat me. Like, what you say is the rarest animal? Um, there's actually a list of the most endangered animals. Last year, we had this massive wildlife conference where we looked at um, wildlife trafficking and crime. And, you know, rhinos on, on the list, pangolin, which looks like a strange scaly anteater, um, but it's actually really cute. Um, tiger and shark, you know, all these species are on that list. So... It's actually there's two there's two ways of looking at it. There's the the poaching risk or wildlife crime, and there's also you were talking about chichi and chichi. <laughs> Pandas are actually really difficult to get to make babies. But who who named chichi? I suppose it was the the handlers. The owner. Nobody the person it. who was working to protect her. Oh. And, Dovi, that was actually one of the questions, and this person wrote without a name. What are the most endangered species at the moment? So you just answered that. Okay, and then he sent another one. Do you, ha do you have to know about animals to work at WWF? I would say it's very helpful because it's very interesting. Not necessarily animals, but I think the world around us. So, yeah, like ecosystem. Yes. I mean, WWF in South Africa, we work along the global network's um, key areas, which are things like food, energy, water, oceans, wildlife, and land. 
So, for example, with land, we work in the grasslands, which um, are very often community owned, and we help we work with communities to adapt that land and sort of make some sort of economic benefit from the land. So that's a great example of showing people what they can get from protecting the world around them. Okay, let's go straight into a quick song and we'll come straight back. Sure. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. That song was You Have a Friend in Me from Toy Story. My name is Avadia Blumenthal. And this is the Hakhead Show. My guest in studio today is Melissa Dupria from the World Wildlife Fund, South Africa. And I also have... Worldwide Fund for Nature. I can't... So close. How come they changed it? Because World Wildlife Fund um, implies that we only work with species or animals. But what we do is so complicated now and so expansive and so like complicated that we actually had to have a rethink about what we were going to to name it and i'm um, like i was mentioning before we work around issues with land and water and it's not always wildlife related so you know you don't want to leave out our, our precious land and water yeah um okay so uh one and we have dovi kringle in studio and I want to repeat our riddle, and it is, what tree can you hold? And um, somebody sent in a message, but it was wrong, so they could try again, please, maybe. They could try, think hard, it's, so to speak, a pun. What did they say? say they said was? a bottle brush. Wow, that's actually really complicated. That's really insightful. Yeah, that was a, like, uh, the question that I asked was more like a pun answer. Yes. And, and we got a message in, what do you do? I mean, I mean, no, why do you love it? I love it because, personally speaking, I love to read everything. And my colleagues would say the same. So every time there's this amazing report that comes in, I get to be at the forefront of learning stuff and getting first to know. And that's what I loved about journalism as well, is being the first person to know anything before you tell anybody else. And I love that feeling. But I also get to work with really fun, understanding people, the People make the organization so so fun and exciting to work in. I don't wake up in the morning and dread going to my work. I actually get paid to do what I love. That's How many people thing. can say that? Uh, I don't think that many. I mean, who loves their job? A few people. There are, and especially you. Dovi, do you have any questions? Um, uh, how much black rhinos would you say are left in the world? I'm... Um, how many? It's really difficult to, to put a number to estimate. it. Estimate. I, I wish it were that easy, but <laughs> it's really difficult to keep track of every single one. It's, in the world, it's, especially. Yes. I mean, across the world, all these endangered species are, you know, you do your best to, to keep track and try and monitor and turn the situation around, but it's it's a really difficult thing. Our Ecologists and scientists—they're—they're they're amazing people. They really—I don't know how they do it. Around the world, how much animals do you think your company has saved? Wow, it's a good question. Hopefully, all of them. I—I <laughs> I think we've made a, a very significant or important 
impact in turning it around and trying to grow species numbers. But, I mean, we're operational in over 100 countries. You know, so each country has its own thing. In South Africa, we focus on rhino. But, you know, like China would focus on the panda. So it really depends country to country. So South Africa, it's rhino. Mm. And do you ever do white rhino? Our primary our focus of the Black Rhino Project is is that specific species, um, but you know they're they're not in isolation of from one another. You know, kind of one goes in the hand with another. How can somebody donate? Um, there's actually quite a few ways to to get involved. Um, everybody seems to think that you know we just want your money, but. We actually want to see people changing their habits, their day-to-day you know, habits. Um, for example, um, when you go home, stop using plastic bags. They end up in our oceans. Um, don't throw out food. Don't waste food. You know, We've got so many people in our country that are don't know where their next meal comes from. So all of that has an impact. Um, not drinking bottled water. Again, plastic. Um, recycling, reusing your clothes. You could use your clothes as like cleaning stuff, or you can give them away. I mean, South Africa's got a great um, recycling culture of clothing and stuff. So we actually have a really nice footprint of of how we use our clothes and how we consume. If you do want to make a donation, you can go to our website. Everything's on there. Um, the URL is very easy. It's www.org.za. www.org.za. Yeah. It's easy. And you'll see there's a whole bunch of ways if you want to donate money or if you want to buy something from our online shop. All of our products are sustainably sourced. So, you know, they're they're basic, they're very ethical purchases. Um, you could also get active for nature, so you could ride, run, or swim for nature. Uh, you could apply for a My Planner card and make us a beneficiary, or even use us, or put us forward on your pick and pay uh, smart shopper card. Oh wow! Um, wait, I had something else. It's happened so many times. It happens to me all the time. Oh yeah, it's the worst. Um, okay, yeah, I've got one. What is Earth Hour? Earth Hour is an interesting campaign. Um, it's an awareness campaign more than an actual um, initiative, like an ongoing project. So Earth Hour is a time in March that we encourage people across the country to switch off their lights in a symbolic gesture for nature. So um, this year... WWF South Africa actually started a petition asking ESCOM to make a change to using renewable energy rather than coal-based energy. Um, South Africa is a solar-rich country. We have one of the highest solar concentrations in the world. So it's it's a no-brainer. So, you know, each year we use the event to campaign around a specific issue. Um, And that's kind of how it goes. So, Globally, every country is encouraged to switch off, but we all have a different campaign that we'll focus on that's relevant to our country specifically. Um, I saw that you made a magazine. 
a yes. newspaper thing. Would you like to share anything about it to us? It's called Down to Earth. It's um, a new kind of publication that we want to use to explain our work in a way that people can relate to our work. So if we're talking about uh, wasting water, which is a massive issue in South Africa at the moment, we have an article that looks at the daily routine that you go through. So you wake up, you brush your teeth, you shower, you use the loo, and looking at how much water each of those things use. So that when you think about, no, I don't waste water, you know, I use sparingly, you're still using a lot. And it's kind of that awareness that we want to build through the magazine. Um, And it's online as well. It's on our website, um, www.org.za. And we like to speak to our younger audience, people that are at the forefront of or or leading the charge in changing our world. And that's kind of what the magazine is is meant to do. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for coming on Kha Kids today and telling us so much about the awesome work that you do. It was really, really fun having you. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming.